When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I am your host, Glenn Williams, and as ever, I am joined by Nathan Blake. And Paul Abandonato. Gents, how are we? Yes, very good, very good. Pablo? Well, it'd be a lot better if Cardiff played better away from home, but there we are. Well, there's a bit of a break now. Let's see see how Wales get on in the interim. <laughs> Indeed. So, as Paul just alluded to, we'll be discussing the defeat at West Brom on the weekend. And then it's also time to take stock a little bit. So, maybe we'll look at some of the summer sign-ins and how they've gone on so far this season. And, obviously, ask Blakey at the end of the show. So, Nathan, I'll, I'll come to you first. Um, 4-2 defeat at West Brom. Uh, how did you see that? Um, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Again, I've only seen highlights. And I know highlights can you know mask things a bit, but it seems they've done okay for first 15. Then kind of lost their way a bit. Then finished quite strong, as Cardiff do. But... Uh, West Brom were able to get the last one just to kill it off. So, um, no surprises, really, for me. I thought uh, I thought it would be a very difficult game. I'd seen West Brom, I can't remember who against, uh, and they had some good opportunities in that game. So, I know it was going to be a difficult, it was always going to be a difficult game. But um, I thought it was just typical of us. Uh, you go in, you do all right, you hang on in there, you finish strong. Um, rarely does a team score after we score late on. Uh, and I think, uh, judging by the 90 minutes, you would probably say, yeah, 4-2 was about right, I think. Paul, your, uh, your immediate thoughts? Go on, Paul. <sighs> very, very disappointed. Um, there's a serious... I know Blakey's of the view, and he's right, he's pragmatic, that Cardiff are where they are, and so stop expecting any more. But I genuinely think this team can offer a whole lot more, particularly away from home, but it needs a change of attitude. It needs a change of attitude in terms of the approach to games, and it needs a change of attitude in terms of the personnel picked for those games, but the two are interlinked. So what I would say is this, Blakey, yeah? Mm-hmm. The, the away record, the home record is brilliant. It's played 5-1-4. It's brilliant. It's what promotion is made of. Mm. The away record is woeful. It's, it's played six, not won a single game, conceded 13 goals for this team that's meant to be tight at the that's back. Why I think you know? That's why I think we're a, a top 10 team, not necessarily a top 6 team. But, but I think that See in the in the Premier League, you know in the in the Premier League, you know the attitude from the manager was go away from home, try and keep it tight for sixty minutes, keep it at nil nil, try and keep it a little bit tight, and then win in the last twenty minutes or so, yeah, with a set piece or whatever, and it worked spectacularly on a couple of occasions at Leicester and Southampton. It failed most of the time, but there was no shame in that because they were up against De Bruyne and Hazard and Salah and Pogba and Aubameyang and it was totally understandable, Blakey, yeah? Mm-hmm. That mindset going away in the Championship doesn't wash for me because Cardiff have got better players than most of the teams in this division mm. and I just think they need to go there with a far more adventurous approach than they are at the moment. So I think that's the first thing, but I think linked to that is the choice of personnel that plays in this side, yeah? You know, you can't you can't play Callum Patterson as your ten. He's got many many strengths, but being a playmaker in the ten role is most certainly not one of them, and it's not fair on him, right? Pick him up front if necessary. Pick him in the centre of midfield, but but not as your ten. Give that role to Lee Tomlin if he doesn't believe in Lee Tomlin, Blakey. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
an absolute priority in January is to go on January the first is to have a proper playmaker in the club, mm. right? Target that player now and make sure that he's at the club on January the first because that is what Cardiff is severely lacking at the moment. Or I think Tomlin could actually do the job potentially. Yeah. Right. The choice of wingers baffles me. Yeah. Right. He picked Hoyler and White. Right. It's crying out for Mendes and Murphy to play away from home because they are so much quicker. They're more direct. They're more likely to take players on. They're brutish as well. And uh, well, and like I think, Mendes is brutish. And, and I think away from home, it's just crying out for that. So I think that there's, there's three key selection areas that I think could instantly improve the team away from home. And the fourth one I would give, by the way, and I know you both howl me down on this because you disagree with me, <laughs> I would have Neil Etheridge straight in that team, right? Mm. Smithy's made a couple of brilliant saves at the weekend, right? But I think he could have done a lot better with the opening goal, and I think Etheridge would probably have saved the third goal as well. And I think, you know, now it's come to the point where Etheridge has to come back in as the first choice. Yeah. So I just think all these changes... All is not lost for Cardiff at all. They're, they're going to overpower so many teams at home, as you previously said, Blakey. But I just think that, that something fundamental has got to change to turn this away form around. You can't just keep doing it and expecting it to change, in my view. Mm. And I just think that these changes I advocate suggest they're constructive, they're not destructive. I just think they're all for the betterment of the team and the club. And I just think once you start marrying that with... You know, but I think you know you pick Murphy, Tomlin, and um, Mendes, and they've got to justify it. They've all got to start weighing in with more goals and so on. But it's all you know. You said last week, you know, the choice of wingers. One week it's this, one week it's that, and so on. Put those in the side, particularly away from home, where I just think they'll be more ruthless on the break. They'll trouble opposition teams on the break far more. Yeah. Um, but have Tom Pack was actually trying to. Nip the ball around a little bit. To be fair, he was well, trying he's, to. He's, right? he's not. Uh, he's not. Uh, inverted commons. Uh, a Neil Warnock, but he's a player. No, no but Warnock. He's a physical him, boy, and, but he's and, a player. But he can play. But Warnock talked him up at Hull, saying we're better with him in the side because we keep the ball more, and that encouraged me. But he needs someone further forward to knit it all together at that. But end. if you keep the ball that more, you're going to gonna t- have to. My point is, has always been. If you're gonna if you're gonna go down that avenue, you ha- you then have to do that. You have to keep the ball more. I think there's been examples. Okay, Pat wasn't in the team, but when we were playing against ten men, we were still exactly the same as if we were playing against eleven men. We can't pass the ball for more than ten passes uh, and and build. Don't get me wrong. We've scored. We'll score the odd goal here and there. We've seen might see eight, nine, ten passes put together, but as a general rule. We're a back to front team. We're not. We're not a passing team. And I always say it becomes like muscle memory. It's, it's learned behaviour. The less you do it, if I got a, if I got a kid who's uh, who's ten years old and wonderful dribbling, right? What usually happens in the in the British game is the coaches get hold of him. He dribbles a couple of times, loses the ball, they shoot him down. So he stops dribbling. Then every so often he'll go back to and try a dribble. He'll trip over the ball and get tackled and what have you. But where he hasn't done it for so long and so infrequently, muscle memory just it won't allow it or he's not as good at it. So that what happens, that affects his confidence and then he stops doing it. So I'm using that as an analogy. That That's that's what I'm saying about the first team is because for the last two and a half seasons, uh, they've not been a passing team. And that's why I... <laughs> I'm different to you, Paul. I don't hold my breath for it. No, but I you don't want hold... them to be a pass. Oh, absolutely, like absolutely. But I know. Look, it's not going to happen. I think we're waiting. I think you're, you're hanging your hat on something that that I don't think is going to happen. Neil Warnock has a tried and tested and a successful, has to be said, way of playing in the championship. My my way from home this my, season. No, like but my it. thing was, uh, Paul. I think it's the championship. It, it gets better. Might not defensively. But offensively, it gets better every year, in my opinion, right? I just think that is the progression, natural progression of football. It is better and gets better. So in order to keep up and be in those top echelons of the league, I think you have to you have to become a team that keeps... I'm not saying, like I always say, I'm not saying 50 passes a goal, but you have to become a team that is better in possession of the football. That is something that... 
I don't wait for us to improve on because I know that's not Neil's well, strategy or his philosophy. So it's it's you know the way we scored two late goals. That is the norm to me. And I thought, whoa, here they go again. They're going to get out of jail. And then bang, which is a rarity, the opposition scored, which then makes the, the, the scoreline and the defeat look and do you know why they you know, sc- pretty and you, severe? And do you know why they scored? Because once once Danny Ward got a second goal and it's three two, and I sort of seen it as you, I thought mm. this is going to be three three like the yeah, previous yeah, time on yeah. Solskjaer at yeah. Hawthorns. Um, they just took control of the ball and they passed Cardiff off the pitch in those closing. What time did Ward score a second goal, Glenn? Um, 82, 87 83, later than that whatever 86, whatever. Yeah. West Brom just took control of the ball and Cardiff didn't get another opportunity but, the, but, but you know? Paul how many times you and me sit on the podcast without the ball you can't score so <laughs> why, that's why but possession is nine tenths of the so, law so, so there was there was a, you know, a couple of moments in the game where Cardiff did try to pass the ball around but it was static and it was slow and it it was it was in sharp contrast to West Brom's, where they're fluid, can you, can you under- we're zipping it around. Okay. And that's what Cardiff okay. needs. Do you, underst- do you understand now, when I'm, I made the point a few weeks ago, and I know it upset Neil, when I was saying it was going to take two or three years to change, right? Or uh, at least four transfer windows. It, it, it would be the same if you had Pep Guardiola as your coach and you wanted to revert to more of a direct style of football. It's going to take two or three years or two or three seasons, right? At least three or four transfer windows. You know, it's not like in my day where you can pick a player out in February, you can pick a player out in in November, you can buy a player in October. You can't do that anymore. You've got windows. So two windows a season, it's going to take you a lot longer than it would before to change your whole philosophy and a style of play. I know Neil was upset by it, but hey, you just have to take it on the chin. It's the truth. I see Middlesbrough at the moment. Middlesbrough suffering and Jonathan Woodgate wants to play one way, but he knows he doesn't have the players to fit how he wants to play. So the transition, but now Woody's under pressure, which I think is really unfair because whoever comes in behind Neil... If the club go with a more progressive style of play and not going from one extreme to the other, I always say you have to find a balance in the middle. But if that's the case, then it's going to take time. I accept all that, but I'm saying that in the, we're looking at the immediate here and now. Yeah, it's not going to happen, mate. Cardiff's away form, <laughs> Cardiff's away form is going to cost them a top six. It, it place will, it play. will. But I right? don't think I don't, something changes. I don't agree. Moment, I don't agree with you that we're that good away at the from moment, home. A personnel. Well, no, I think that's what I'm saying. It's mm. awful away from home. Yeah. I'm saying that those personnel changes and a more adventurous approach away from home. And letting Peltier and Bennett stand on their own two feet. Peltier's in the team as a defensive right back. He doesn't need Gavin White coming back all the time. Um, get 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 Murphy, Mendes, and Tomlin in there. Can, Be I, more can, adventurous. I, can I ask? You know when like press or, conferences and that with Neil. Well, Glenn goes to the press. Okay, Glenn. Yeah, press so conference. don't hang him out to dry. Now. No, no, no. I'm not going <laughs> to hang anybody out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, as, as he mentioned, why Mendes isn't playing. Is he carrying an injury or whatever? Because you love Mendes. Oh, I do. The death. Yeah, I have since the day he set foot on the To turf. me, Mendes really won me over at Old Trafford. Yeah. Uh, no, he'd won me over before that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it took you two years to come to the no. plan. <laughs> <Right. You know, laughs> what, what he did at Brighton with that wonder goal. Yeah. And then what he did at Old Trafford, I thought, that's a player. Now, that player's going to rip up the championship. Mm-hmm. He's barely been picked. Mm, yeah, yeah, and you come back to your question, Blake. You do get the sense that Warnock is a little bit frustrated with Mendes Lang's fitness situation. I think because he took a knock in the first game against Wigan and missed the next game against Luton. Then he played against Reading but wasn't fully fit and he limped for the second forty-five minutes because they had to make wholesale changes at halftime because they were losing two-nil or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's been played sparingly. When we ask him in, in press conferences. He is a little bit dumbfounded. He he was like, we don't really know where his where his injury is, but he's just not. And that and that and that can happen, you know. That that's I've played at clubs where players have had an injury and played with it and struggled with it for a long time, um, and then when you finally they work out the full extent of the injury, I had it myself. My tibia and fibula had fused, right, and I didn't understand why. I can't remember what the front muscle, that, not your calf muscle, the one at the front of your shin. It was like mush 
You press it and like you, you think you depress it with your thumb and it, your, your thumbprint would stay in there. It was disgusting. <laughs> uh, but they couldn't understand why. But where my bones had fused, it were, they, were, they were rubbing, they were becoming, it was hot, it was always hot. So they, they were like, like trying to rub two sticks together to make a fire. So it, it was just burning basically, burning the muscle weight. But it took, it took probably, I had to come and see John Faircliffe to get it diagnosed. That was when I was at Blackburn Rovers. They couldn't diagnose it. But, you trying to play, you, you know, you never, I always say you're never 100% as a pro. No. Right? You go into battle probably nine times out of ten, about between 85 and 95%, right? But I was going into battle like 65, 70, you know, couldn't sprint, you know, you know putting strength on my left leg. It was like I could feel my knee a bit getting weaker and stuff like that. So there's something like, because Mendes fully fit as fully fit as you can be 85 and 95 me I thought I, I was open this year he was going to be in definitely championship team of the year I thought he'd be our our hero this year I, I honestly do I still think from, he can away from home he and Murphy can offer so much now if they're given the chance they've then got to deliver we're in an era where wide players score lots of goals and they've both got a way in you know with about 20 between them I would suggest this season but can you can you not see the argument that picking Mendes, Murphy, and Tomlin would change at least the character of the team away from home, Blakey? I would go. I would go with Mendes and Tomlin. Murphy, I just think you need to be a bit more aggressive away from home. I understand why Neil doesn't play him away from home. I honestly do because I I think listen, he's a terrific player, but I just think he, he he's not. Some players are aggressive. Some players aren't. Okay. He's not. An, he's not got an aggressive nature. And then. Tomlin. Tomlin can be a nasty little. So and so. so. so what, you know what I mean? So I yeah. would. I would definitely play so, Tomlin so as I, my ten. So I rewind to to where we we had a brief discussion about this on the boot room last week, mm. where you said, and I think I noticed this. I said mm. that Tomlin wasn't happy about coming off no. against uh, mm -hmm. QPR, and I was saying, you know, the first two goals were down to Tomlin, in mm -hmm. my view. Um, as much you know um, and yet he's not featured at all at the Hawthorns not even when the team is losing and they need in inverted commas rescuing what's all that about? I don't know I I, I haven't got a clue but if I'm speaking I'll speak from experience maybe you see the Tomlin maybe Neil seen Tomlin in training maybe they've butted heads maybe you know Tomlin's attitude in training hasn't been great. Maybe his attitude has been fantastic and spot on. And Neil just thought, I'm just going to go down this route. But in order to... He doesn't seem to want to put his faith in Tomlin. No. Now, as a player, there's nothing more important than knowing the manager's got your back. The manager, you're his number one. Right? There's nothing more. When, once you know that, you're able to almost let go. If you're a striker, you don't mind missing chances because you know I'm not going to get dropped for it. If you're a centre-half and, you know, you give a bad pass away and it ends up in the back of your net, okay, well, you know, the gaffer kind of will, won't will dig you out for the mistake. He will just kind of look at you and say, I expect better sort of thing. So I don't I don't know, but I would go, like, I think with um, Pack and Bakuna, I think you're able to play that 10 even away from home, that yeah. more attack-minded 10. Or, or even and, and I think you can go, you know, with the two wide men, no problem with your striker. The wide men, it's up for debate. Do you know what I mean? I would probably, away from home, I would probably put, as it stands, I would go junior or white on one side, and if Mendes is fit, you know, he's going to start for me every time. But if he's not, then... You know, the, 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 the problem is we don't know. Junior's not getting past fullbacks anymore, Blakey. Mm. Um, and White, for me, doesn't offer enough in the final third, particularly away from home. Mm. Um, and I say, it's in that final third card of need to change things. I bet you, away from here's home. something, I bet you Tomlin would love the faith showing White as a newcomer. I bet he would love that. He would have loved that sort of faith shown in him. Listen, I come back to what I said. If it's not to be Tomlin, then right here, right now, it needs to be prioritised. A playmaker is needed at 10. Well, you can play right? Junior then. If you're not, if I've, I've said this all along. Junior's a wizard. I know what you're saying about Junior 
not going past people, but Junior's never been renowned for going outside people. And the championship he, season, he was brilliant. Yeah, but he'll dip, he'll go left, right. He, he's a trickster more than a speedster. Like Mendes is a speedster. Mendes do a step over, boom, push it, gone. Right? Junior will will go into his box of tricks and just twist you left, right, and centre and. Blah blah blah. He's not. He's not. He's not going to burn you off like we used to see when I was a kid. Well, that, that was the thinking of the Hawthorns, wasn't it? Because they brought Patson off. They put Mendes on. They put Mendes on the left. They brought Hoylet into the the number ten role. Right. But the one start that backs up what? Well, what a difference Mendes made in terms I, of the attitude. I thought he was really driving good. at the defence, and you know the, the one start that that backs up what you're saying, Paul, about about Tomlin is Tomlin, as we know, is is a supreme passer of the ball, put, puts players in behind the defence, and all, all all sorts of things like that. We come to the passing stats from Saturday, and Cardiff only completed 62% of their passes. Now, if you're giving the ball away... That's pretty good every, for Cardiff. Every third... <laughs> it you, is! If you're giving the ball that's away, good for us. every third pass, yeah. that, that's not good. And, and the worst stat is in the attacking third, um, they only completed 47% of the passes. <laughs> so, but you'd like to think, if Tomlin was playing, that number would be a lot higher, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I, just, think, I just think also... Tomlin comes with a bit of a reputation as being a very good player in this league. Well, hence why Neil bought him. That's why he bought him. You know, like I said last week, fans were unhappy with Neil's signings until he signed Tomlin two years ago. Yeah. Then they were delighted. They thought, right, we're going to have a real go. And I think the fans, especially the home fans, they've seen glimpses of what he's capable of. You know, I love it when we all think, oh, he's just going to do that. And then he does something really, he shapes the... Like pass a long ball from left to right, and then he'll just tuck a little two-yard pass in behind the defender. It, I'm a striker, right? I would kiss him to death. <laughs> you know, him on him behind me, Mendes on one side, and you can put whoever. You can put Junior. You can put White. You can put Murphy. You can put whoever on there, right? But I, you know, as the striker, he would be my. He's my golden ticket. He is just like, and and the longer you play together. And in training, you room together, you build up an understanding, you build up a friendship. That that is still important. You're, you're now playing the very fancy football. You say Cardiff aren't going to adopt under more <laughs> <laughs> like No, but I think it's there. But what I'm saying, that's exactly what I'm saying to you, though, Blake. Yeah. I'm saying that the players are there to to turn oh, this listen, around. I'm not saying listen, they are there to turn this. I'm around. not saying they're not there, right? Have you ever like? People think, oh, you just said you. Let me explain what I'm saying, right? I know what you mean. I know. Yeah. So when, so under a different, we've all like Neil, right? For instance, before he came in, the players we had, they were on the floor, going nowhere, relegation battle, blah blah blah. He came in, all of a sudden, breath fresh air, changed things around a bit, you know, got one or two players in, and woof, the fire, the fire was lit. If you, now, if you're going to get a manager to play a different philosophy to what... Because I always said, the problem is it's a manager's philosophy at our club, not the club philosophy. Our club philosophy, should the manager should fit that rather than the opposite way around. But it's not that way. The problem is at the moment is that you're not going to move into that place where your, present, uh, your passing uh, percentages or stats are going to increase massively, then they're not. Like I said, 62%, I, I, that's probably quite high for us, isn't it? I'm not sure. Our norm is around about 50 to 60, I think. So, you know, we got the players, but I'm saying under, and this is not a call for the manager or anything like that, you know I don't, but under a different manager, I think the same players could play a better brand of football then. Because Neil's brand of football is very it, it's it's basic right yeah. it's, it's pretty basic and I'm saying tried and tested it's worked it's been successful so if it ain't broke his motto is why fix it and I'm saying but that's fine I just think this division attack formations attacking you know ideas are advancing all the time and you you, you can't just go set piece you know, we'll tire them out, batter them, last 10 minutes, we'll get a couple of chances and blah, blah, blah. Because if, if they're three up, then you've got a problem. If you don't take your two or three chances on between 75 and 90 minutes, you lose the game. 
There's the other 70 minutes that you have to try and get possession on the ball, work harder, create chances, defend your goal better. All these things, the set pieces can still come. The direct football can still come. Right? I'm not saying I insist on the goalkeeper rolling out to top, uh, to, to um, Paltier every time he has it. No, I'm not saying that. You mix and match. Yeah. It's no different to how it was in my day, but if you can play, play. Well, that's, that's perfect. That's what we're saying. And yeah, I'm, but it's not happening. No, but I'm saying... And it's not going to happen. I'm saying that rather, <laughs> rather than rely on those last 15, 20 minutes and keeping a clean sheet before that, Try to win it from the get-go. I understand. We're not playing against De Bruyne now and Pogba and Hazard, mm. right? Mm. Try and take a bit more control of that, particularly with Pack. Have Pack and Tomlin controlling that a lot more, either tip of the... And Bakuna. Either tip, if you like. Both or, three are... Do you know what? Even Patterson ahead of Bakuna. i got no issues with that, right? Patterson can play there, right? But put Mendes and Murphy in there to use their zip and their dynamism and their, their preparedness to take on and get beyond defenders and, and winging shots at goal and so on. And Murphy's got to do a lot more. I agree with you, Blakey. 100% he's mm-hmm. got to do a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I don't doubt his capability at doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking for it to be rolled out any more to Pelter any more than you are. Be mm-hmm. nice now and again. And it did happen once on at the Hawthorns, <laughs> funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Smithy's rolled it beautifully into his pass. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe what I was seeing, but he did. Um, but just... The away results are going to cost Cardiff. They will. They yeah. can be turned around with a change. I feel mm. they can. Now, maybe you think I'm being naive there, and it can't happen. But I, something has to change to turn these results around. Cardiff are not a threat away from home. No, there's not. There's not a mental thing where people are thinking. And this, this again is, you know, the overspill of having Neil as. The top dog, so you, you know how they're going to play before they arrive, right? And it's but, hard to defend against at times, right? But it's not—they're not going to chuck no new tricks at you, right? You know that before they can. So, if you do your homework and predict, it's pretty predictable what we're going to do. So it's it's against a team that can match you from set pieces and all that. That's when we're going to struggle, in my opinion. And I think there's quite a few teams that can match us you said you said how have we won like QPR QPR's problem was they thought oh we're going to score in a minute and you know we'll be a bit lackadaisical in defence had they been like no matter what clean sheet we're going to throw our lives at the ball if we have to to stop the going on that if they had that attitude they probably would have gone away from the game or something I, I always say, I watch Cardiff, and I've watched this now two or three seasons, and I think to myself, right, you know they're going to come. Neil's teams always come late. They're always strong. When we played Wolves, Sheffield United in the playoff final, I never forget my agent saying to me um, the day before the finals, he came to the hotel, to the Vale, and he said, um, now remember, Nath, you know, we were chatting away, he said, now remember, you know, they, they, they never give up. They, 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 they keep coming for 95 minutes. They keep coming and coming and coming. Warnock's teams, they always do. And I just said to him, don't worry, mate. They'll be sparkle before they even... By the time they wake up, the game will be over. Right? Because we're going to hit them with a boom, boom, boom combination. And literally, that's what we've done. We went out there, hit them with three goals in 15, 20 minutes. The game was over. All we had to do then was be prepared, be prepared to dig in. Well, Sheffield United didn't have no one who was going to beat me up or physically dominate me or Paul Butler or Matt Murray in goal or Paul Ince or Dennis Irwin. Do you understand what I mean? So if you can match them for the fight, then as long as you are a team that can play a bit, you should get results against uh, a Neil Warnock team. That, that, But it's easier said than done. It is. Because a lot of people say, yeah, I'll dig in and fight. And when it comes to the good fight, you look over your shoulder and, you know, there's seven of you instead of 11 of you sometimes. That can well, happen. Car- Car- it's Cardiff's home form that is keeping them six, in, in six points off the top of the In like. touch, yeah. yeah. To look at the positives. Yeah. Yeah. Their away form is relegation form. Yeah. So keep the home form going because that is bound to dip off at some stage. You can't maintain... A close on 90, 90 plus percent win ratio at home or 
there or thereabouts, mm. 85, whatever the figure is. Um, keep the keep the home form going as best possible, but something has to change away from home to turn these results around because I think doing same old, same old, I personally don't think it will change under those circumstances. I hope I'm wrong, but I think Cardiff have got the personnel to alter that at the club already, at the football club already. Mm. Um, I just think a different approach is now needed away from well, them to turn you, these results around. Blakey, I'm going to do any harm. It can't be any worse, can it? No, but if you look at, for, in, uh, for instance, uh, the Etheridge Smithies, I know a lot of people are calling for Etheridge to I'm, come I'm back, less, right? That one I'm less but concerned it's, about. It's, it's like I said last week, sometimes you can kill a dressing room by yeah, one, one decision, right? Now, whether or not that's Neil's thinking, I haven't got a clue. Right, I haven't got Scooby Doo, but you know he's 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 sticking with what he thinks at this moment in time is needed, and it's difficult to argue with someone when you've got that much experience. We can sit here and analyze and pull it apart and add to it, and this was great, this is not so great, this was poor, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, you know we don't know, do we? We can only pour over it and try and try and make sense of certain things but we don't actually know it's like the Mendes Lang conundrum we don't really know he's clearly well he's clearly not 100% I hope he's not 100% and I'm hoping it's not Neil saying well I just prefer White right now if he does that's his prerogative do you know what I mean but we don't know personally I would go Kuna and uh, Pack. I think, and I, and I actually think those two could actually play in a two. I think you could yeah. even go with another striker. I but think you could go Glatzel and Ward for, as as a four four two. Honestly, I do. He's not going to do that. I think. I think, especially with White work so hard, you ask White to play, for, tuck in and come don't out. You, don't you drop Tomlin as well? <laughs> <laughs> right, James. Oh, but in a four four two, you're not going to play Tomlin. Why can't he just play slightly off the main man? He well, can be a striker. He can, okay, striker. I'm talking four four two as in, as in two strikers. No, I want two goal scoring strikers. Therein right. lies the problem with Cardiff City, I think, mate. Anyway, I think we've um, we've thoroughly analysed that one uh, enough, and uh, should move on to the second section. So after the break, we will be talking about the summer signings and how they've fared so far. Welcome back to the second part of Blakey's Boot Room. In this section, we'll be discussing Cardiff City's summer signings and how they've fared so far. So, uh, Blakey, I'll, I'll come to you first. And the first name I have written down on my notepad is Robert Glatzel. How do you think he's fared in a Cardiff City shirt so far? Oh, so-so. Um, if you had a school report, it would probably could do better. Uh, I think, like I've said before, I think he, he, he needs to play a bit more between the sticks. But I can see, even though he scored the other day, I can see he's not full confident. You know, not full of confidence. He's not. He's he's not at it. I, like I said, I've seen him do some wicked things for his previous club and at Cardiff with his feet. I think you can get a lot more out of him. Um, as a nine, but you know, I would I would say, are we, we marking out a ten or something like that? Well, I'll, 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 I'll come to you going? both and then I'll ask you for for a hit or, or miss okay. verdict. But we, obviously, with Danny Ward, obviously chasing for his position as well. Danny Ward scored two on the weekend. Glatzel missed an absolute. I thought we just talking about Glatzel. Maybe it was a hit I felt I mean Glatzel missed uh, an absolute sitter with a header middle of the goal six yards out and yeah. somehow put it wide I think Neil said afterwards I could have scored that or yeah he said I can't put him in from the bench um, and that was probably a sign of somebody who's lacking confidence I felt a bit sorry for him because Ward came on the fans was I mean, some of the fans immediately travelling yeah, were brilliant again by the way yeah mm. um, called for you know started singing their Danny Ward chant Ward came on and scored two goals straight away and I just thought a penny for Glatzel's thoughts there um you just feel, and I suspect this will be the case. I don't know how many names you've got around. I suspect this will be the case with a lot of these signs. You just feel there is a lot more that you hope to come still mm-hmm. from him. I think, listen, I, I just think it's difficult adjusting from how he was playing at his previous club to how we play. 
how we play is not something that a lot of teams. Like you can't say Neil is is um, he, he's more unique today in how he plays, right? It's not the norm. It's quite funny actually, though, because I was dry. Where was I driving? Driving to the gym on Monday morning, mm. and I was listening to Talk Sport, and I heard Sam Allardyce on radio. Yeah. Now, what were they discussing? They were discussing, and he was he was. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. He started going on about how all this rolling out from the back, rolling out to defenders and short goal kicks is words along the lines of ruining the game of football as we know it. <laughs> that's why he's out of a right? job. So, right? That's why he's out of a job. That's why you sat on top board saying those things, um, right? Because actually, <laughs> what he's, it, it's, it's, it's incredible right, how... You look at Liverpool and Klopp and what he's done at Borussia and what he's done here, and you think, oh, well, that's no mean feat going into a club who, who ruled in the 80s and are now coming back to their former glory in the league under this man in three or four seasons. You look at Pep, Man City, mate, it looks like you're going to go over the next 10, 15 years or next, next five to 10 years. And Man United had a 25-30 year run in the Premier League. So how, how can you how, how can you look at, at football and go, it's ruined that it, it that style of football is being ruined. You know, when 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 Cruyff went to Barcelona and took the Amsterdam way there and started playing, you know, what are you saying that, that oh you're you're on Cruyff? Who? Who's he? Rubbish style of football. I, I just don't I just don't understand that way of thinking right I never even Ari Bassett when I played for Ari you know yeah if the ball bounced in midfield okay on okay. but when, do you know when you're in that final third mate he told me you better show me something you better do something out of the ordinary like you better come up with something you know I'm not necessarily here to teach you you know things that I've never done you gotta go and do you know I don't care what it is but they encourage you to go out and express yourself fully I just don't understand that way of thinking where you see beautiful football in this country at the moment and you, you're looking and saying, well, it's not the best. I, I, I think and Liverpool I, just I think, won the Champions League. I think his argument, to be fair to him, is that there's more than one way to skin a cat. I think well, there that's is. What, I think that's what he's trying but to say. You, 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 I think there's this notion at the moment that um, you know every keeper in all three divisions four divisions is rolling it out to the right back and getting pressed and losing the ball oh, and scoring some teams in the league two do it and they do it well Exeter a very good footballing team you look you know what I mean look, in league one there are teams that do it there's championship teams that do it there's Premier League teams that do it some mix and match you know like a Watford they can mix and match it Everton they can mix and match it Bournemouth they can mix and match it but you know you, you can't look at the style of football that has, has, and it hasn't just, it's not come here, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, you know Chelsea, Leeds, Man United, Man City, they're rolling the ball out in the back in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, it's nothing new. I guess the goal kick is new, isn't it? It's the goal kick law that I think he was potentially... I don't know, but I'm thinking just more the, the style goal, of football. The goal kick is I, new, I just don't it? understand this, how anyone can look at the style of football that's being produced in the Premier League now and go, nah. Anyway, I, like I feel but, we're digressing, yeah. Well, no, we're not really because it's all about Glatzel. It's all relative Glatzel, football. <laughs> Gla- well, no, because Glatzel is a footballer, isn't it? And Absolutely. I a feeling that with a different style, he might be more effective. How are we judging him? Blakey, oh. Gladsell hit or miss? Hiss. Hit or miss? I'm Hiss. pushing you. Hiss. Jury's out. Hiss. Paul, hit or miss, Robert well, Gladsell? Well, well, the jury is out on him because I think he's got a lot more to give. But if you're going to base it on goals only, there's a lot of work still to be done. Okay, next up then we have Aidan Flint. Uh, what do you make of his Cowboys career so far? Yeah, I think he's done okay. You know, I th- I think uh, I think it's difficult to say with someone like a defender. I know you defend from the front or whatever. We know all that, right? I think it's difficult to say from a defensive standpoint. At home, he and Morrison look strong, look tight. Away from home, not so good. So 
Uh, I think he's done okay. I think he's done well. You know, new partnership needs some develop, but I, I still think you know a player with pace and strength. You know, he's going to have a uh, you know a difficult time against them simply because of his shape and his quickness of feet and stuff like that. So, I, w- I would say he's been a hit. I would have to say, just about because, like I said, you can't say you're a hit if your home form is great, but your away form is relegation form. You can then say, oh, well, you know, he's been brilliant. You know, and it's going to be the same for most, I think. Paul, your assessment of Aidan Flint so far? Up and down. Up and down. Um, You know, it's begun to grow on me the last, or had done before the West Brom game. Um, I think I th- I think I'm the same as Blakey. I think you know maybe I'm not you know we're not given enough respect for the fact that it's a new centre back partnership and yeah. a new goalkeeper as well. Yeah. If I have a concern, is that he's, you know, I kept being told that, you know, we've got, I don't know if we've got better players than last last season or whatever, but I don't think he's an upgrade on Bruno Manga. <laughs> no chance. No. All right, I'm just trying to be diplomatic. Come on, man. There. <laughs> and, and, and Bruno's a respect, player, you know. So. So hit or miss for you? Marginal hit. Marginal hit. Okay, next on to, to Isaac Vassell then. Obviously, he's, he's out at the moment with a with a quad injury. Um, so we only have three appearances to go yeah, on. Yeah, is moment. that fair? Can we really judge Isaac on what we've seen so far? Because, you know, I just put myself in his position and if, you know, three player or three people were discussing me on a podcast and I'd only had three appearances... Scored a winner in one of those. You know, it. it I, um, hiss. Yeah, jury's out. Whatever I'm sitting on the fence is a hiss. Right? Paul, we can't. You can't judge him because you haven't seen him. Start like a house on fire, didn't yeah, he? But he did. I, I'd forgotten about him. I didn't even know he was on your list. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall into Blakey's camp here and and say it's not fair to judge him. No, I th- yeah, I think that's fair. So we move on next then to, to Gavin White, somebody who certainly had some uh, some minutes under his belt. Blakey, what's, uh, what's your assessment of, of Gavin so far? I'm uh, going to go um, hit but can do better. Okay. Needs to, lose, just needs to improve his, his final ball. That's the step up in quality. You know, you've got to think to yourself, the wingers are there to provide and score, Yeah. It's not score, then provide. It's pride, provide, then score for me as a winger, as a former winger. So provide chances, score goals. It's not my job to get 30 goals as a striker, but it's my job to weigh in with double figures and get my assists up to double figures. You know, So I think he's, he's, he's done okay. I think he's done well. I think, you know, tireless worker. I've said before, I think he focuses... Which I understand because he's a new player and wants to, you know, give. He gives a lot, gives an awful lot. But I've said before, I think he needs to, you know, not worry so much about his defensive work because I think he can, you know, he's got an engine on him, which I think, especially the last 10 minutes in our team, is going to go down Mm. like a house on fire. If you could improve your quality and not just think, you know, Crossing the ball, I'm not just on about crossing, I'm about coming inside, slipping in the opposite winger, coming inside, slipping in Glatzels, make a run behind the defender. You know, these things you have to work on, you have to gain an understanding. But I think, you know, potentially he can get there. But, um, you know, if I was to rate overall, it's, I'd say he, he's been a hit, yeah. And still only 23 as well, still yeah. a lot of improvement that, that can be made there. Um, Paul, your, your assessment of, of Gavin White so far? Well, Clearly, if according to Neil Warnock, he's a massive hex. He picks him all the time, and he often leaves him on the field for the duration. So, um, I'd have Murphy and Mendes. I've told you. Okay, next up then we have uh, Marlon Pack. Blake, you know you're, you're a big fan. Yeah, I am. I think he's. I think it's no coincidence that, especially home results, pick back up when he come in or wins when he came back into the team. I think. Um, I think he can play as a six. I think he can. I don't think he's an eight. He's not a box-to-box player. But I think he can play along someone uh, like a Bakuna as a two, two midfielders, not necessarily holders, but two midfielders who 
you know, get up and down, not necessarily box to box as an eight would who's looking to get goals. We'll get you three or four goals a season because he's a good striker of the ball, but, you know, really important for the team. So for me, yeah, big hit. Paul? I like Pack. Um, I don't think we've seen Pack at his best by any stretch of the imagination yet, but I think he's offered enough glimpses in terms of his physical stature, his tackling ability, his competitiveness, his, you know, he attacks the ball, Blakey, both in the air and on the deck. And, and most importantly, what, why am I raving about the fact that we've got a player that keeps the ball? But I actually like that. I think, you know, he actually <laughs> keeps possession. And I I think he's a hit already, but I think he will become a massive hit. Praise indeed. Um, next up, then, we have Will Volks, who's gone under a lot... A lot of radar so far this season. Four appearances, but... Um, I'll be honest with you, it was, a, it was a signing I never understood, mm. to be honest with you. I didn't see how he was going to fit into... I don't think he's going to play ahead of any... If he wanted to play as an, a, a, like an attacking winger, three, as a midfielder, I, I didn't see him fitting in front of people. I didn't see how he fitted into how we were going to play then, effectively. Because I, I think we, we were always going to play, whether it was Gunnison and Rawls or Pack and Bakuna, we are always going to play with two midfielders and one advanced. Because I don't think we can play in confident mood. Two years ago, you can play one holder and two advanced. But I don't think we're quite there yet. We've not moved the chains you know, far enough forward to give us that confidence to do that. So... And I never really seen how he fitted in, if I'm truly honest with you. And it, I, I think it's probably become a bit of a, a headache, not in a negative sense, but for Neil in, you know, where is he fitting in here? If you're looking at the constant, because you expect players bought for big fees to play weekly, right? Mm-hmm. You don't expect, you know, to buy players for a couple of million quid and you know sit on the bench. It's just not what you expect. I mean, so um, hasn't really. Be, you can, again uh, can't say he's been given a fair chance, but never really got that one from the get go for me. Didn't think he um, didn't see how he was going to slot in somewhere into what system, you know. So hit or miss. He's only played uh, one game uh, less than my I don't want to diss way. anybody, man. I don't want to diss anybody. Saying he's been a miss. Um, you know, it's not fair to say judge him on one game. Hiss, man, hiss. I'm not dissing anybody. Paul. Well, he's dropped off the radar, hasn't he? Mm. You know, he he was you know signing that that the manager was really excited about when he brought him in. Um, he was captain of his club. He's a regular player in the championship. He won a place in Giggs's Wales squad. It was all on the all on the upward curve. Um, he had a poor game at Reading. He wasn't the only one by any stretch of the imagination. I think we've barely seen him since. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the lack of appearances says everything. I think the only thing I, I could say is that maybe Warnock didn't think that Marlon Pack would become available on, on deadline day. So, so what I'm saying, could, could Pack and Volks not play together as the midfield two, Blakey? I just think, I, I possibly, I haven't seen that. Well, I haven't seen it where I thought, yeah, well, those two. Whereas I, I've looked at Bakuna and yeah. Pack, and thought, and when Pack was in was injured, I looked at Bakuna and thought, man, he's he's, he's growing in stature and everything in this team. And together, I know we're off a back of a defeat, but I think together, you know, they they, they complement each other's game well, and they're both a good size, both of a physical nature, and can both play football, you know. So on Volks, I think it's probably Blakey's right. It's a problem not just for the manager in terms of how to fit him in, but you know the player is used to you know twenty five twenty five used to playing regular Weekly, football, yeah. mm. and he's a leader of men as yeah, well. And yeah. so there's a you know a dilemma there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The, the last two, I think we we lumped together because they, they've each played two games. Um, Curtis Nelson and, and, and Joe Day. What surprised me about Curtis Nelson is that he's actually 26. I thought he was a. I he was no, a I thought he was 21, didn't you? I thought he was a no, 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 no. He's been around. So, um, yeah. What, what do you think of, of those two? 
And Joe Day is, what is he, 29? Yeah, Joe's not a kid. How many games has Curtis played? One, two? Both played two. Um, Curtis, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen him play. So I'll go his. Joe, seen him once, seen him a lot at Newport. I'll go his. Yeah. I, I think he, I think I think he's probably fortunate to have skipped League One and come straight to the championship. So, so I still think he should have been at the left Newport rather than go to a pre, uh, a championship club and sit on the bench as number two or three. I'd be leaving Newport and going to I'd be want to go to Oxford as a, a Portsmouth or something as a number one. So, so seeing as Blake he is sitting on the fence here. Um, let's, let's let's turn this around. How many of those lot would you say have been a roaring success? How many of them have you got, Glenn? Um, there's there's eight of them. Um, roaring success? Yeah. I wouldn't say anyone's been a roaring success. I'd say Pack has probably been the most successful, and then I would put the likes of White, Glatz, or Flint. In the same sort of boat, and then I will put like Vassell, Nelson, Day, and Volks in the same sort of boat. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'd go gold, silver, bronze. Yeah, Nelson again, <laughs> captain. <laughs> Nelson again, captain of his club, used to playing regularly just like Volks, and suddenly isn't playing football. So it's horrible, mate. It's know, horrible that, signing that, that must for be a club. Very awkward situation. Where you think, right? I'm going in as a number one here. Yeah. And you end up yeah. as a number four or something um, like that. It never happened to me, Paul, so I don't really know from <laughs> um, experience. But but again, <laughs> Joe Day, another regular with his club every week, suddenly not playing. That's a signing I could never get my head around. Right, I can understand the Nelson and the Volks to a degree. I couldn't get my head around the Joe Day signing. I know that Neil thought he'd unearthed another Etheridge from the lower divisions who could be a sensation at the higher level. But when you've got Etheridge and Smithies on the book or books already, I didn't see where Joe Day was going to fit in there. How old is Joe? 29. I didn't think it was the kind of signing where he is going to learn a bit, or quite quite a bit, and then in two years people say you and, you've unearthed a, a diamond there. I didn't ever think that was going to happen. I've seen a, Like I said, I've seen a lot of Joe. But I didn't think that was going to happen. I think Joe improved while he was at Newport massively. Right? But I never thought you're going to get to the championship. You might get to the championship through League One and get bought or step up with a promotion. But I always thought you, know, you are going to have to play through the leagues to get to that level. And I, I just... I sometimes I think like what's what's a player thinking or what's an agent thinking, you know. I, I I would never move a player to. I mean, you don't know, but if you look, you can kind of guess, right? Etheridge and Smithies. Only one goalie can play. That's the problem. Etheridge and Smithies, though, he's but not going to go in front of them, is he? Etheridge is going to get taken by a Premier League club and um, thought that was all signed. Well, I let that happen before I go there because if yeah. I go there and I'm third choice. That's a long way down the list, like, you know. So as, keepers as you, really get injured. Mm, no, and as like. you go through those signings, you know, from you know from Oxford United and from Newport County and from Rotherham United, um, you know, the, the mantra was build on the Premier League squad and have a much better team to have a crack at promotion, much better team than the last time when they won promotion. But when you then lose Zahor, Bobby Reid and Manga... It suddenly creates a bit of a hole there. I don't think this team is as you know, good as the championship no, team last time. You said that. I, know. I just don't. I, do, I, I kind of leave the Premier League to the, what it was because I don't think we were ever... We had a go at it, but right from the get-go, we were told we're just going to have a, have a go. We're not, we're not really... you know. So there was kind of an acceptance that you know, if we go down, it's expected. If we stay up, it's a nice surprise. Gave it a right old fight, Rob. We did yeah. in the end, yeah. you know, nothing to lose. We were never under pressure. You can fight easy when it's no expectation on you. It's when it comes on, like now, expectation, Premier League team, expected to be in the top six. 
throughout the season and expected to go back up automatic, you know, that brings different pressure. So, you know, okay, well, that brings we the, end, we the end of part two. Uh, we'll be coming back for the final part for a little bit of Ask Blakey before we finish. Hello and welcome back to the final part of Blakey's Boot Room where we will be asking Blakey some of your questions. So let's go to Facebook for the first one and Jacob Price with the first question. Oh, Jacob. He says, three massive games coming up need at least five points, do you think? So the next three games are Sheffield Wednesday home, Millwall away and Swansea. Cool, mate. I would say... What did, what, what did Jacob say? We need five points. Yeah, at least five points, do you think? If we're going to... Listen, Jake. If we're going to get promoted automatically, which I think is just out of our reach, we're going to have to go at some point. If you remember the championship championship season when we went up, we had runs where we went win, 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 win. You know what I mean? We're going to have to put that sort of run together. We put that run together... Pre-Christmas and post-Christmas last time, we had a little dodgy spell around Christmas, right? But the fact that we have put those runs together allowed us to sit in fourth position even when we were losing. People were having panic up, but we had we had, we had eight, nine points to play with, maybe ten points. And the team below you doesn't always win. It's what I say. If you're in tenth, trying to get to six is difficult because the team's in between you. I'm not going to just keep dropping points while you're winning games. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be times when you both win, times you both draw, times you win, they lose, and vice versa. So it's going to be difficult. But the, the next, listen, the next three games, like all the games we say are, are huge. Sheffield wins at home, difficult game, they're on a good run. They've had a decent season. Um, Millwall away, I'm doing that game. I'll be up that game. That'll be a, a tricky one. They've mm-hmm. just... You know, replace their manager or just let their manager go. Um, but that's always a ding dong. You know, I got old city friends, old city uh, supporter friends who, you know, they only come out of the woodwork for Billboard just in <laughs> case they, you know what I mean? They just in case they come down here trying it on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> got to just go there just to make sure. So, uh, but that's always a tricky game away from home. And I believe they won Saturday. I'm not sure. I think they. I think oh, they. I think they, I think they picked. One yeah, I think they picked up the results Saturday. Um, after Neil leaving, so and then of course the biggie, you know. Two one they beat Leeds. Yes, right. So the biggie then on the when is it the twenty seventh? You know, listen, it's a game we have to win, not just for the rivalry, but. As you both know, there's a rivalry within this office that I cannot come and do a podcast here if we lose. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I think about. you should explain to the readers what that is. Okay. <laughs> Little Ricardo Clifton. There are, basically, there are Swansea fans on the sports There, there, there are Swansea fans who I've got a little... Wait, well, one of them I've got a wage with and... Uh, I love him the bits because he's just full of banter. Every week I come in, if we've lost and they've won, he's like the old Watno, you know, peering over his computer at me. And then I see his teeth and a smile and like, oh. So listen, we have to. Those next three games, massive, but we need to get on a run, regardless of the derby, we need to get on a run of three, four wins, which I think will elevate us up into that, you know, top six and then once you're in it and amongst it, you know, it's about maintaining it then uh, and, and taking confidence off the wins. But you are going to have to go on that run of three, four, five wins back to back pre-Christmas, I think, especially because your away form is, is so poor at the moment. Uh, Ashley Gifford asks... All right, Ash. What about Warnock and his training methods? Is there still a really close atmosphere between the players? I'm not sure you would know that, but from an uh, outsider's perspective, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Honestly, Ash, I you know sometimes you hear us say on the podcast, we'd love to be a fly on the wall. You know, I don't have moles in the dressing room or anything like that, or on the board or anything. I just simply analyse 
what we see before us and that's performance, body language, i.e. like the Tomlin situation. You know, I've been there, I could tell he wasn't happy about coming off. You know, he's he's not in his in his eyes, and I would tend to agree with him, I don't think he's ever been given a fair run here. James Dunlop asks, what do Cardiff need to do to show some more consistency? All right, James. Um, I don't know. Um, I think Paul made the point earlier uh, where he was talking about maybe a change of personnel. Uh, I think that's possible. I think against the lesser teams, although oh, I don't, I don't say it with disrespect. I like going to Reading and getting Tonk three 0 You know, that's a game you should be able to go and play four four two with two out and out strikers and be comfortable to come away with a point at least. You know, we're we're Cardiff City. We've just come from the Premier League. It doesn't. It doesn't, uh, the kudos doesn't give you an automatic, you know, right to go and win. But, you know, there is that psychological edge that you are a good Premier League team. Just come down, you've got to try and carry that, talk it, you know, big yourself up sort of thing. And impress yourself on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then impose yourself and, and you know, but it, it is difficult, you know, the, the transition back to championship. It is difficult, but I just don't think we've quite found a formula yet that is, especially away from home. Uh, Ed Hopkins right, Ed. says, how long will it take for the academy to produce a first-team player <laughs> What needs to be done for this to happen? Now, inter- interestingly, yeah. I went to watch the under-23s against Millwall yesterday, mm. and I couldn't believe how different the football was for the under-23 side to the first side. You know, we were talking earlier about rolling out from the back and um, the players coming inside the box to receive goal kicks. The under-23s do all that. They're a passing team. They, they well, I'm glad you've mentioned it and not me, right? They because if I had mentioned it, I think people would have thought he's starting to cause trouble. Well, it, but now you understand, Glenn. You personally have seen it with yeah. your eyes. Now you understand the problem when I talk about philosophy, mm-hmm. right? The philosophy of the club is what is the most important thing, right? And that philosophy has got to run throughout the club, from right down to the under-10s, right the way through the first team, right? The problem you've got now, you've got a club which has an academy stroke 23s that believes in a different philosophy to what the first team manager does. Hence, you're not going to see it a player from the academy into the first team, I doubt. The knock-on effect of the academy not producing players over the last decade, you have to look and say, you know, you look at the Welsh team now, the Welsh team has always had Cardiffians in it, you know, from Cardiff youth, Cardiff, you've always had, there, are there any Cardiff players? In? Will Vokes. Okay, Vokes. But, I could probably name seven or eight starters from Swansea's academy. I've been at Swansea. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's no good burying your head and it's no good not accepting what is there that people can see right in, at the end of their nose. You know, it has to improve. But I've got a young player in there myself. I won't big him up or anything like that because, you know... Easy, you know, big him up when he made 100 appearances for Cardiff City's first team. And big him up when he's, you know, just coming through. Um, but he's a player, very good player. There's, a, he's not alone. There's other. I've probably looked and seen the 20 between the 23s and the 18s. There's probably five or six who I would say got a chance. The problem always is is transitioning them. Mm. I think that's where Bellas came in well. He had them at the top of the league, and it's not about being at the top of the league, but that reflects performance. Mm, it's a winning mentality as right. well, isn't it? And, you know, unfortunately, what happened with Craig happened. You know, whether you agree or disagree, it happened, and in this Monday, you're not going to get away with much of that sort of nature, that sort of thing, of that sort of nature. So, you know, but... 
I do believe Bellas was probably the best man to help you transition because you need to understand you need to be hard you need to be tough you need to be able to take harsh criticism sometimes not only from your fellow player but from your manager or the coaches or whatever just like you happy to accept huge praise when you pat it on the back when you do something fantastically well mm. you know you have to be prepared that that is what comes your way if you go if you go out and you you, you, you go to Swansea and you get pumped 6 nil, you know the fans are going to absolutely slaughter you the manager is going to be after you there'll be players in the dressing room captains might attack you and say blah 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 blah. you know it, it it is you do need to build a thick skin I think part of the problem today with the development football is they accept praise but you know shouted at criticism you know that that is not really something we do today mm. you know me my children you know really shout at them I mean it's you know whereas me <laughs> I ravaged it when my mum would shout at me through her teeth, like gritted teeth, and you're always going to get hiding. But you know, it, you know, it's just a different era, but it's created a different mentality. But my point is, at the top, it's still full of people who win, who got that aggression, that you know, that desire to win, 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 at all costs. So, if you're not prepared to join that party, you are going to struggle, mate. And Forrest Worth, I thought Aaron Bolger, who was the centre midfielder, I thought he was the best player on uh, on either side in that game. And just finally then, uh, Jason Mohammed, a, a friend of yours, Blake. J-Mo! Just simply asks, any chance of an away win? <laughs> uh, it's going to be difficult to win for him in the position he's in. You know, <laughs> I hear his voice every time and they always say, oh, Jay Cardiff away from home never mind sort of thing uh, yeah his tone go from speaking up there right let's go over to the, let's go let's go to the Hawthorne <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen I honestly I I my honest opinion what's happening now is like I said I think we're just above middle of the road okay thanks Blakey thanks Paul And thank you listeners for your time today and thank you for all your questions as well. One last thing is thank you for those of you who got in touch with uh, with myself and Paul uh, about a potential live podcast. Um, Just to update you on that, that's something that we'll be uh, looking at discussing over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned, but in the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Mm